Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back. It is Monday. I hope you're, well, maybe you have a great President's Day three-day weekend. I don't know, but wherever you are, my ride-or-die crew, I thank you for taking some time to spend with me, Jeff Hartman, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, and it's Let's Ride. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, every morning, you'll get me talking about all things Pittsburgh Steelers, and boy, do we have a lot to talk about today. There is a lot I want to get off my chest, and I felt it was so heavy. I mean, it was weighing on me, guys. And I said, I need some help. This is some heavy lifting. I need some help. So I went to maybe the tallest guy I know, and that's none other than other co-editor and host of the Steelers Stat Geek every Thursday morning. I got Dave Schofield. I said, Dave, come on the show, man. I want to talk. We we get into some heated debates here, okay? So this isn't going to be all copacetic and rainbows and roses, just so you know, a little forewarning. But I want to bring him on because what we're going to talk about today is going to be really important, I think. So, Dave, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining me. Hey, I'm just glad I, I you said you wanted to get in something really heavy, and I'm I, I'm assuming I'm the heaviest <laughs> guy, you know, probably too. So uh, I hope you I have wasn't a happy. About to say that, Dave. I know. I no, I, you, it, you can't say it about me, but I can say it about myself. <laughs> That's what makes it right. Okay, I'm just happy to be here as part of the Ride or Die crew, and uh, happy Presence Day. Yes, um, as my daughter called it in kindergarten, and ever since then we've had to give presents to our kids every President's Day because she thought it was Presence Day. <laughs> <laughs> that's really good that's, that's really good. my life <laughs> <laughs> parenthood welcome to parenthood all right so what i want to talk about today look we everyone knows about marquis pouncey's retirement that happened on friday i had already recorded my show it had already run on friday morning and so clearly i did not talk about that and dave you didn't get to talk about it on your show on thursday morning either well um, i did get to do the breaking news podcast you so did. i got to talk so about it a did. little bit that's a very good point thank you very much for doing that by the way but let's let's talk briefly about marquise pouncey as a, as in general and then i want to get into what we're really i really want to dive into today in regards to this podcast so first and foremost marquise pouncey calls it a career 11 seasons he was tremendous and his accolades are it's a long list between all pros pro bowls you name it. He had one Super Bowl appearance. Sadly, he wasn't able to play in that game. That was his rookie season where he had an ankle injury, and he never got back. I said this on Twitter. I said, man, he's just one of those guys. You just wish you wish they could have gotten one for him. And there's been plenty others along the way that you've been, man, I can't believe this guy had such a great career and never won a super bowl and there's been a lot of those players for the steelers unfortunately in the past i don't you know there hasn't been since 2000 and what 11 or 2010 2011 that they actually made it to the super bowl so dave what's what was your feeling the first time you heard well breaking news marquise pouncey and his brother mike retire what was your thought i i kind of felt it was a 50 50 thing going um with pouncey though just the way after the la- after the 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 playoff lost with him and Ben, I'm like maybe they can convince him to come back. Maybe they don't. My my biggest thing is is it's I said the same thing about Ramon Foster last year. It's one of those deals that it's unfortunately time catches up with everyone. And seemed like with Pouncey, it might have caught up with him a little bit faster than some others, um, just because of the way he played the position. And um, even though. He wasn't the same player that he has been over his career. He was still 
by far the Steelers' best option at center. So I know Jeffrey Benedict was one that was really adamant about that as like Pouncey coming back is definitely what the Steelers need because even, even if you went out and tried to find somebody else, he's still your best option. So the fact that he's not there anymore, it, it leaves a hole, not just having to fill the spot um, or at, at center on the offensive line, but also that hole of that big locker room uh, leader that you even addressed um, in an article quite nicely at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> what a pro. What a plug. What a plug. <laughs> but yeah, you know, you pay attention to the offensive line way more than I do. We've watched games together, and you played the offensive line. You coached the offensive line at the high school level. Was was Pouncey's game really deteriorating that much? Um, the consistency of it. I mean, there was times where he could get driven off the ball, but he was never the most physical center no. there was anyway. The Pittsburgh Steelers do stuff different with their centers than they did in other places. I still remember uh, Merrill Hodge telling a, a story when he went to, he was with the Bears for, at the end of his career, correct? I'm pretty sure. Yes, yes, um, that they're like, oh, well, the Steelers would do this. What, I mean, like, what, how would you run this play with the Steelers? He's like, well, you would pull your center. Like, what do you mean, pull your center? We, we can't do that. He's like, well, then you can't do this play. He's like, the Steelers can, are able to do things with the centers that they've had that other places can't, that other franchises can't. So Pouncey could still do those things and that other people couldn't do. So it's not like, he had completely fallen off, but he wasn't, he wasn't, he was never really a mauler in the first place. In my opinion, he was more of a finesse guy, but when you're more of a finesse guy, kind of like Troy Palomalu, I mean, when you play the game in that style, it's you're, you're going to hit to where your physical limitations cause you to not be able to play in your style sooner than what uh, other places were. I still think Pouncey probably had another year in him if he wanted it. Um, but if it's just, they're just going to have to move on to it. Yeah. And that's the next part. And that's the headline. The title of this podcast is how does Marquise Pouncey's retirement impact the team needs going into this off season? I mean, I do this article for the website. I already did my team needs 1.0 team needs 2.0 is going to come out this week. And the reason being is that my list has changed dramatically. I looked at it right before we went on the air here and I said, wow. I mean, my list has completely flip-flopped. I've got positions that were high after and on the 1.0 list that don't even make the list in 2.0. That's how drastic this has changed for me entering this 2021 offseason. Yes, the, the team needs can be impacted by a lot of things, things like retirements, things like players just simply being released things like free agent acquisitions, which would happen before the NFL draft. And then clearly the NFL draft is needed for addressing a lot of these issues surrounding these specific positions. So first let me run down my 1.0 and Dave and I got into a great discussion <laughs> slash debate on this because I had quarterback at the top of my list. I said, I did an entire let's ride podcast or a whole segment dedicated to that the Steelers should draft a quarterback in this upcoming draft. I like the crop of quarterbacks. I said they should be aggressive. And then my second was the offensive tackle position. Third was center. The fourth was an edge rusher. And then the fifth was a running back. Now, Dave, if you were to rank yours back when we did that, which is about a month ago, what would your list have looked like? Okay. My list would have looked like 
based off what the Steelers had. Yes. Um, and you know, not having signed anybody yet or things like that, then offensive tackle had to be up there at the top just because they don't have any. Now I still think they're going to sign um, Zach Banner and maybe, maybe another one, maybe, you know, maybe Gerald Hawkins yeah. or maybe an outside free agent, but, um, but they've got to address tackle. They have to address interior offensive line. Those were my, those were my top two. Um, I think the Steelers will add a running back at some point, but I don't know that it's, that it's something that they should do as their number one need. So I would say that there, I think that the Steelers need to have another quarterback coming into camp, whether they re-sign Josh Dobbs or draft one. I don't know that they have to, but it's an option. So I I could say quarterback making the list. Um, And honestly, I think wide receiver is going to be up there again. Um, And I I already know I'm going over five because they they also need depth at, at edge. And it wouldn't hurt to even add another inside linebacker. No, you're right. And so the one thing I wanted to make sure is when when I did this, and I state this in the article, um, is that I wanted to be specific. To me, a cop-out would say offensive line. Well, no crap they need the offensive line. What positions on the offensive line? Okay, so let's go into – we're going to do this one by one. So my team needs 2.0. Again, to remind you, I had quarterback at number one in my 1.0 list. My 2.0 list, I have center. I have completely changed here, and I've gone with the center position. Because when I had quarterback there, Marquise Pouncey was still going to be playing. And that's a big deal. That's a big deal to me. And he had the veteran leadership. He was savvy enough that even if they would have just signed J.C. Hassenauer to like a one- or two-year deal, you would have had a backup there. But with him gone, that leaves a – gaping hole in my opinion in the middle of that offensive line and on that offense in general and i think and here's what's really lousy the more i I dug into it last night uh thinking about this upcoming podcast thinking about articles i was going to write for the website this class of interior offensive linemen or centers not the best there's a couple and i'm not sure if they need to go first round This is not draft order here, people. Let's keep that in mind, too. This is not, okay, they need to get him in the first round. This is, I think this is the top of their need. Maybe this is a free agent. I don't know. But I've got center, Dave. Give your thoughts on that and what's your top pick. Yeah, um, just to clarify, I want to make sure. Now, when you say team needs, this doesn't mean draft. This could be draft or free agency, correct? Correct. This is just the positions that they need to address. What is the most important position? And for me, it went from quarterback to now center. That's just I. I think you're exactly right because not only do I think they need to address the center position, I think they need to do it in both avenues. I think they need to do it both in free agency and in the draft at some point. Um, doesn't mean that it has, like you said, doesn't have to be a top pick. I mean, it might be, might be a two or a three. It depends. And it's not, it's not that the interior offensive line isn't deep in this class. I mean, I'm not saying that it is. It's just nowhere close to that of tackle, where this is a really big offensive tackle class. Yeah. So, but so you're right. There's not quite as many, but there really wasn't as many last year either. No, it, it, and there's a lot of flex players out there too, which is really, uh, I get you know, like the BJ Finney types that can yeah. play guard and center. I mean. If you're looking for a guy that's going to be the anchor of your team for the next decade at the center position, I'm not sure if you want a guy that is a guard that can also play center. If you have a center that can also play guard, that's a different thing altogether. And I could be completely off here, but think about who the Steelers have had at center 
I mean, not granted, there, there were some in-betweens here, but I mean, you had Mike Webster, you had Dermani Dawson, you can go to Jeff Harding's. Let's forget about Sean Mahan and Hartwig, even though Hartwig <laughs> did win a Super Bowl for mm-hmm. the Steelers. And then obviously they draft Marquise Pouncey and he's their rock for over a decade. You agree with me about that center thing, that it's one thing if it's a center that can play guard compared to a guard that also plays center? Yeah, I, I, I can agree with that completely. And, and, and remember, that's what Pouncey was as well. He was a center that could play guard. Because if I do recall, the Steelers kind of thought he might start off at guard his first year yeah. until he was just too good to not, to not put in that position. And you he, know, he started as a rookie, right? Until he got yes, hurt. he did. He yeah. did. He won the job at center as a rookie and recall his twin brother, Mike did not come out in the draft because Mike was playing guard at Florida because Marquise was playing center. And he thought that by, by having a gear playing center at Florida, it would increase his draft stock. And what really increased the draft stock was his twin brother doing so well to yeah. where it, that's exactly what happened. So you're exactly right. Because if you look at Mike Pouncey, when he was going to come out, he would have been known as a guard that could play center. But by going back for another year, he became a center that could play guard. Okay. All right. So my number two, uh, it, it didn't change, believe it or not. Um, my my 1.0 was offensive tackle. My 2.0 is offensive tackle as well. You mentioned how deep this class is. I think that in terms of offensive tackle, I could definitely see them doing one of two things here. It, it They need to take the temperature of, of the waters, the free agent waters of Matt Filer. Uh, because Matt Filer is a very versatile player. I'm not sure if they're going to be able to afford him. Pro Football Focus's prediction for his contract, and I think they had him going to the Jets, and it was ludicrous. I mean, it's not anything that I would pay that guy. Nothing against Matt Filer. I'm just not paying him that much money. I don't have the specifics in front of me, but still, I think they bring back Zach Banner. I think that helps. Maybe a Gerald Hawkins type. You got to wonder, would they content, could possibly think about saying we're going to give Filer the money and not Banner and then have Filer bump back out to tackle and have he and Chooks a core for it. Who knows? But I think that offensive tackle is definitely a need they want to address this offseason, whether it's with their own free agent, another free agent, but also, like you said, with center, I think they need to double dip. I think they need to also look in the draft. I know that there's been several mocks that have had different – um, tackles going to Pittsburgh. I know that you did one where I think it was an Oklahoma State tackle. Um, Todd McShay had the Virginia Tech tackle. I'm sorry, I don't know these people's names, folks. I'm mm-hmm. not a draft Nick. Okay, just so I apologize up front. But Dave, that's who I have. I have offensive tackle number two. What about you? Yeah, absolutely. Because that was my number one to start. And the only reason that it's now bumped down is because you don't, I mean, the Steelers don't have a center on the roster. They don't. No, because Hassenauer, yeah. well, he's an exclusive rights free agent. So oh, in other yeah. words, if they want him, he's there. So he's going to end up on the roster. But also when you look at tackle, all they have is Tukes Akor for and the guys from the practice squad. That's Yikes. it. Yikes. That's all they have there either. So that's why <laughs> that's a big need. I love the double dip notion. Um, actually, I'm going to say triple dip because what I think the Steelers need to do is they need to re-sign one of their own tackles possibly sign another tackle and draft a tackle or, you know, I'm okay with the triple dip there because you need at least three quality tackles in the NFL. 
Well, absolutely, especially with as many as often as the Pittsburgh Steelers throw out that tackle eligible. Yeah. Um, you know, where he's at technically a tight end, but they're they're in a jumbo package. You need a lot of tackles. We'll see. And I'm not crazy about the depth they have. Like there's no practice squad player that they were saying, well, he just needs another year. You know, Alejandro Villanueva's, in my opinion, all but gone. I don't think they're gonna be able to afford him. Yeah. And it's it's definitely a dire situation for the Steelers. At the off, well, let's be honest, the entire offensive line. I, I, I threw this around, I think it might have been on Friday's show, where David DeCastro seems very unmotivated to me. And now with Pouncey retiring, what if he, what if he said, I don't want to do this anymore? <laughs> what if he said, my, my friends are all leaving me? You know, Marcus Gilbert mm-hmm. got traded away, Alejandro Villanueva might be going, Ramon Foster retires, Pouncey retires, and it's just him. It's just him. And Filer, who I guess has been adopted into that group, he might say, uh, he's gone in free agency as well. He might be sitting there thinking, what am I, what is it? Like, I, I don't know. That would be last man standing. He is. And that would be yeah. awful. That would be an absolute death knell for this offensive line. And it would be really difficult for the Steelers to try to patch things together. You only have one Kevin Dotson here. So Kevin yeah. Dotson could just move right into the guard position and be fine alongside David DeCastro. And they won't, they won't miss a beat in that regard. But my goodness, you just can't always bank on a fourth round pick coming in and being as good as Dotson is. But I'll tell you what, that's our first two. And that was very boring because Dave and I agreed. I said, this is going to be heated. <laughs> I said, we're going to be going back and forth. And we've agreed both times. So you are probably disappointed, but hey, well, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back after this break, we're going to go three, four, and five on our team needs and round out this show. Stay tuned. Don't go Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to the second segment. I'm your host, Jeff Hartman, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. On this morning, Monday morning, Let's Ride podcast. Joining me today, uh, special guest, Dave Schofield. You'll hear him doing his solo show every Thursday morning, the Steelers Tag. I cannot tell you enough to check out that show. There have been occasions where my head hurts listening to it. I'm not always a stat guy. I'm definitely not a geeky guy. But ultimately, it's a great show. He breaks down the numbers and... You got to give this guy some stuff to talk about folks. It's the off season. And during the season, there's, uh, there's a wealth of, there's a big well that he can just go to every time he wants to bring up stats. Dave, what's your Twitter handle so that people can find you and give you some, Hey, what, what about this statistic? I know someone asked me, has there ever been an NFL team that had three brothers on it? Someone actually asked me that on Twitter. And I was like, I, I don't know. Go ask Dave Scott. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, go. If if it's a hard question, ask Dave to, to look at the stats <laughs> of that one. So uh yeah, my Twitter Twitter handle is STLR, which is a shortened version for Steeler, Super Fan Dad. So that's STLR Super Fan Dad. That's also my email address, STLR Super Fan Dad at gmail.com. 
I am looking for, for questions for stat geek because I, I could talk about stats all I want to, but I want to know what people want to hear. Damn. You know, I'd much rather talk about stats that someone actually wants to know an answer to something. And it's just, it just gives me something to dive into. So I'm looking for that anytime hit me up and, uh, and I'll, I'll, if, if it's something I actually can compile, it's something that I'll, I'll do everything I can to get to on the show. And I'll say this for all of my listeners and I have a very loyal listening, following whatever you want to call it. My ride or die crew. He's one of us. Okay. So give yeah. him a follow, throw him some questions Trust me, you won't regret it. All right, let's get back to our team needs here. We, we both agreed on our top two, which is very bleh, puking, boring um, <laughs> center and offensive tackle. Now we might mix it up a little bit. So my 1.0, I had center at number three. So we know that's going to change because center skyrocketed up to number one in my team needs. This is a position that wasn't even on the board in my 1.0 that I moved up to third. Think about that. That's incredible for me. I can't believe I did that, but there you go. I have linebacker, inside linebacker to be specific, but I want a specific type of linebacker. I want that hybrid guy. I want that guy that they could actually use as a pass rusher in certain situations. Um, was it, what is it? Zavin was it, what's his last name? Come on, help me out here. Is it? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> from, from Tulsa? From Tulsa, yeah. I, I know, know the Tulsa linebacker. Sometimes I don't know that's, the names. I just know. That's what his like, name is, the Tulsa linebacker. You still linebacker. give me a hard time about <laughs> Deontay Johnson because I said who? And you're like, come on. How, you haven't heard the word, that's heard the name Deontay Johnson before? <laughs> and then you said wide receiver for, from Toledo. I'm like, oh, yeah, him. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> so, and of course, because of that, you say that I hated him. Well, um, you did. But anyway, so yeah, the, the, <laughs> a... a a linebacker like the Tulsa linebacker, Zaven something. I want to say Collins, but I could be wrong. I think um, you're right. He actually would be the type that I would look for. We're talking about athletic, sideline to sideline, super versatile. And some might say, well, didn't they kind of go after a guy like that with like the the safety, the, the you know Antoine Brooks? I don't think so. This is not what. That's not the type of player I'm talking about. I'm talking about give me a guy that's athletic now this is probably more of a draft pick for me than it is a free agent pickup i just don't think the free agent pickups at linebacker typically pan out that much because if you have a good one you're not letting them go and i think that with devin bush and vince williams i'm assuming vince will be back i like those two together but my goodness you thought this could be ulysses gilbert the third it just doesn't seem to be panning out as much as we all hoped it would it just does not look to be panning out i'm not sure if it's as injury prone or what I say linebacker that wasn't even on my 1.0 linebacker is number three thoughts on that. Dave and what's yours. All right. So first thing I'll do is I'll, is I'll tell you why you're wrong. No. Okay. Not that you're <laughs> wrong. Um, I, I don't want to say it like that. No, I think inside linebacker is a position that the Steelers could go get and even get high in the draft. If the right player is there. But to me, I think that's more of a luxury more than a need because you have Devin Bush, Robert Spillane, Vince Williams, as long as you decide to, 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 that you're not going to make him a cap casualty or something like that because um, Spillane's an exclusive right free agent. So, um, so you have some pieces there, so it's not like you're that much hurting yeah, but Personally? are you comfortable with just those three guys? I mean, Ulysses Gilbert third is still in his rookie deal. He'll be in camp barring something catastrophic happening. But, I mean, don't – I just want some other playmaker. We saw mm -hmm. what happened when Bush went down, and then when Spillane went down, they had to bring in Avery Williamson, and then he and Williams playing together. I mean, those are like two of the same type mm -hmm. of players. That's a recipe for disaster. 
I, I that's that's what I just kept on. Oh, thinking. I I understand what you're saying, but right now, to me, the lack of bodies at other positions takes precedence over that because you still even have Marcus Allen, that's also an exclusive rights free agent. That, so, that project did not end well for me. It, it just didn't. I'm stop. not saying it's ideal. I, so okay. I'm not saying you're I completely you're wrong, but that's why I wouldn't put that next. Okay. But like I said, I would, if you were to tell me that the Steelers first draft pick of the 2021 NFL draft was an inside linebacker would not be shocked. Would not be shocked at all. If, if but I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm mean, like like the, the 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 linebacker from Tulsa. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> I would be fine with that pick. I really would because I think that would really help shore up the Steelers' defense. But I think if you're talking about a need, because they they could also go into this draft and come out with no inside linebacker, and I would and I I wouldn't question it. But one position that they have to, to me, that they would have to take if they don't sign somebody that they have to take in the draft is it, is that they need another outside linebacker. Yeah. That's my number three, because, you know, I, I, Bud Dupree, you just can't keep him. And like I said in an article, you can't franchise tag him. You can't franchise tag anybody of this, of the Steelers, uh, unrestricted free agents this year. The only one who would even make anywhere close to sense would be Juju Smith Schuster, because he's the only one who will actually get what the franchise anywhere close to what the franchise tag is for his position on the open market. Like you're not going to pay, you know, almost 19 million because it's 120% of last year's salary for Bud Dupree to, to tag him again. Cause that doesn't make sense to pay him that much money because especially coming off the injury, he's not worth that salary. So because of that, I, I think I think Dupree is gone, and the, that's the reason they drafted Highsmith in the third round last year to see if he could be the guy. And it looks like he could be the guy. Yeah. So, but they're also going to need someone else to be behind the guy because they they rotate in their outside linebackers, and the only other player that they could possibly have is Ola Denier is a restricted free agent, and I don't see them offering him a tender because I don't think you want to pay over $2 million for him no. with what you can get. So that's a position that they're going to need more, uh, another player at no matter what. And I'm not big on, on free agent edge rushers, because if you're that quality of, a, of an edge rusher, you're going to be making a lot of money and the Steelers don't have that money to spend right now in that position. So their best way to build, build that's through the draft, but they're going to have to address that position. They absolutely are. And I'm not disagreeing with anything you said, because your three is my number four. Yeah. You know, my number four is edge. And the, the, the more I talk this out, you know, out loud, my linebacker pick, if it's that type of player that I want to get, he actually could help fill a need at both positions. And you mentioned how, yeah. you know, that body inside linebacker is well, you need the body at outside. So if you could be a situational pass rusher, someone that could even just rush when Alex Highsmith needs a break, TJ Watt needs a break that could be worth that pick. But I also think that they could get a pure pass rusher. I mean, free agents, there is someone like Carl Lawson. Uh, I don't know how much he's going to actually make on the open market. He was been kind of banged up for Cincinnati. Um, mm -hmm. But he's a guy that is a strict pass rusher. Reminds me of mm -hmm. Kevin green. Like he's not dropping into coverage. If he's out there. He's one job, rush the passer. And so, you know, could they throw some money at him and maybe get him? Maybe. I think Edge is on the list for sure. I just have it at number four. What's your number four? Well, let me ask you this question sure, first. Go ahead. 
with the first round, with the first pick of the 2021 NFL draft, the Pittsburgh Steelers select edge rusher. Doesn't matter what they say after that. How do you feel? How would you feel about that? Because even though I have edge rusher ahead of inside linebacker, I'm okay if they take an inside linebacker in the first round. Not that big, not, not that strong on them taking an edge rusher. Because I what I think they yeah, need is a more of a depth piece than someone who could step in and be the guy. Well, you agree with that? I, I I see your point. I disagree though. I, I they said edge number one. I mean, I, number one. I, first, I wouldn't be shocked because yeah. it's because it's the Steelers. <laughs> it's, the Steelers. I mean, it's, it's, the Steelers. it's what they do. Yeah, it's, they do. <laughs> I mean, but two. I think about this, and I say you. When I looked at the Steelers after Dupree went down, so Highsmith was no longer that guy that could come in and spell and actually be a legitimate threat. They had no legitimate threat. If TJ Watt was out and Ola Denier came in, and I was kind of high on Ola Denier entering the season, it just he, he was never getting to the quarterback. Never. Yeah. So if you get a young guy to come in, and even if it was a first-round pick, because you're picking 24th, okay? Now, I, I haven't looked at the edge class and seen, you know, how what's the quality of that group in general? Is it deep? Is it not? If they were to take an edge rusher, I, I'd be okay with it because I don't think you can ever have too many. You can never have too many good ones. And if you can find a way to get them on the field, which they would, if he's that good, it, you have three really athletic linebackers in Highsmith, Watt, and whoever they would bring in. So I wouldn't be shocked. I'm not saying I'd be super pleased if they went with that in the first round, but at the same time, like you said, it's the Steelers. You just it's never Steelers. know. So what's your fourth? My fourth? See, that's uh, that's where it, where it starts to get really tricky because the problem is it's Marquise Pouncey. And it's the snowball effect. Um, because if Pouncey doesn't come back, does that change things with Ben Roethlisberger? Does that change things with David DeCastro, like you mentioned? Does that kind of reset everything with the with so much going on with the offense? So that's that's the problem because right now Ben Roethlisberger's coming back. But if we find out that he's not, then you're not crazy for having your position that you want so bad up there higher. But right now he's still there. So because of that, I don't have that anywhere close. So I guess, believe it or not, um, if we count center and guard together, we would do it. But I almost want to separate him and say, and say put another guard here because you really need that many offensive linemen for the Steelers next year. That is really what they need to be focused on in rebuilding this team for this year. So I don't know if that's a cop out or not. Since no. if we put center and guard together, or let's just say it's it's so important that I'm gonna that I'm gonna say it twice, if you know what I mean. So I guess mine goes center, tackle, edge, guard. There, there's nothing wrong with that because there are pure guards out there. David DeCastro was one of those pure guards when he was picked in the 24th spot of the first round. And it's a situation where I don't think you can get enough bodies on the offensive line. They have depl they're going to be depleted at every position. So I can't fault you there at all. And like I, you mentioned Ben Roethlisberger, if Ben Roethlisberger comes out and he says, I'm done. I thought I was going to be back for one more year, but my body, my brain, my family is all telling me that it's, I'm done, that it, I've, I've played my best. I, I've, I can't do it again. And we would be doing a whole nother team needs podcast yes, and talking really. about how, cause it would change dramatically yep. just like Pouncey. So that's why I kept saying like the, I end up doing, I think almost five of these team needs between now and the draft based on what transpires. So definitely free agency, who do they get? Who do they not get? How does that change? So absolutely. I don't think you're wrong in any way, shape or form to have a guard on the list. 
period. Now for me, I'm going to go number five is the same as it was in 1.0 and it's running back. This is a position though, that I feel like the Steelers don't necessarily have to go in the draft to get a guy. They could definitely find some free agent running backs. I know that uh, deputy editor, Michael Beck ran a story on Sunday and it was a sleeper pick for every position, free, a free agent sleeper pick for every offensive position. I think he had Marlon Mack of the Colts as a guy that they might be able to target. He is coming off a torn Achilles and that's a name where you're like, you know, I could see it. I could see yeah. it because you look at the stable of running backs. The Steelers have right now, assuming James Conner is going to be gone. You have Benny Snell jr. Not impressed. Still not impressed. You have Jalen Samuels. We've seen what he can do. He might have a different type of role with Matt Canada, considering he was with Matt Canada in North Carolina state. They used him as an H back, more of a tight end look. So that's an option. Then you have Al, uh, uh, McFarland, Anthony McFarland. I'm going to say Alex for some reason. Anthony McFarland from Maryland, rookie, also played for Matt Canada. See what they would have in store. I do think they want to add to the running back room. I'm not sure they're looking for a top pick. Now, I did a mock draft this uh, Sunday morning, and I had uh, – how do you say the Clemson running back's name? I can't um, – Etienne. Etienne, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, I like always, that. I always think it's like NEM from. So it's the Clemson, of Oz. it's the Clemson running back, uh, <laughs> just like yeah, the, the Clemson running back, back <laughs> who was actually, and some people had him projected to the Steelers last year, and then he decided to come back yeah. and play. And it, it, you know, this is a guy that if he's available, they're going to have a tough decision to make. Other people have talked about other running backs. There's a couple others that uh, some are thinking could be with the Steelers, but I think they do need to add to that room. Benny Snell might not like it, but you know what? You haven't shown us enough to think that you're the guy if James Conner's gone. So that's who I have number fifth. Uh, that position is running back. It could be a free agent as well. Keep that in mind. Dave, thoughts on that and what's your fifth? Well, well, that's also my fifth, believe it or go. not, because I almost put that as fourth, but the offensive line needs to take priority over running back when you're looking at the biggest needs because the two go hand in hand so much with the running game. Um, if you don't improve the line, it doesn't matter how good of a running back you get. And if you really improve the line, the guys that you have might be adequate enough, but they need to add one more person to it, either through free agency or the draft. And honestly, my preference is for it to not be the Steelers top pick. Um, just because, um, I actually mentioned this a little bit in my, um, mock draft Monday article coming out, uh, later today. And that is because the mock draft I have actually had the Steelers taking a running back. So my, my biggest thing with a running back is the Steelers don't sign them to a second contract. I mean, they tried to um, several years ago and even used the franchise tag, but they weren't successful with doing that because the last one that they've, the last running back they, they signed to a, to a second contract was Veron Haynes. So, so it's been so that Mendenhall long. Mendenhall didn't get a second deal. He did not get a second deal with the Steelers. Hmm. Okay. So, um, I'm. I mean, that, that's. I'm pretty sure. If not, I gotta run in and change that article real quick. Um, <laughs> but I'm, I'm. 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 I'm fairly certain that um, that that he didn't. So, that's why I don't like the first round draft pick be running back because the Steelers have taken that philosophy for so long that. Um, that, that they just kind of use them on the rookie deals and then they go. So yeah, Bendit, well, cause he was a first round draft pick. So yeah, he yeah. was five years with the Steelers. Just, just to, I think to, he to, went to Arizona, didn't he? Yes, he did after that. So 
if that's going to be their philosophy, now granted you could get that extra year, that fifth year from someone, if you take them in the first round, I just, I don't know. It would really have to be a really good fit for them to go that high, but it is a position that they need to add in some way, shape or form. Um, it just doesn't have to be their number one priority going into the draft. I agree. hundred percent real quick trivia Two cool, two running backs, you name in Steelers history. Where did they go to school? Rashard Mendenhall. Uh, he went to Illinois. And Veron Haynes. Was he West Virginia? No. No, I can't I can't think of him. I, I remember Mendenhall coming out Bulldog. of Illinois. Georgia. What's that? I think he's a Georgia Bulldog. Georgia. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Hey, there you go. I could be Who's wrong. Who's the running back out of West Virginia? Who was that? Was, oh, Amos that was Amos Arroway. Arroway. Yeah. Okay. Famous Amos, the cookies. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm from West Virginia. It was cool to see Amos Airway be a significant part of that team. Even if it was only for a short period of time, he'd get that mm-hmm. windmill going. Remember he had the, he'd be carrying the ball and he'd make a cut and that big arm and be a windmill around. It was, a, it was fun to watch. <laughs> Those were the Tommy Maddox era. That was, that, yeah. that was a fun team to watch, believe it or not. Um, yeah. I, I can't remember. I can't say that the last few years have been fun. <laughs> yeah. Painful. So, so, painful so, was more so of a Jeff, word. <laughs> you dropped your number one team need all yeah. the way out of the top five. We've yeah. got to talk about that. I do because, and, and we'll finish up the show with this. For me, I was, the more I've researched, the more I, I feel like the quarterback that I want, Trey Lance, is not even going to be available around the 10 spot. Would be shocked if he is. And I kind of knew that was going to be the case. Maybe it's wishful thinking. Maybe it was wishful thinking. I don't know. But uh, the other quarterbacks are going to be gone well ahead of that. Uh, and people say, you know, about the uh, Trask, I think it's is it from Florida and, uh, the Alabama quarterback. I'm not interested in those guys. I'm looking for a quarterback with a little bit of mobility. I'm looking for a quarterback that, you know, is, is someone that can kind of help the Steelers offense come into the the new era, the modern era of football. And I just don't think it's going to be available. None of the free agent quarterbacks, the Steelers are going to be, you know, are, are game changers or anything like that. And so for this version of, of my team needs, I just didn't see the Steelers trading up. I didn't see the Steelers getting a quarterback they wanted. So with Pouncey being gone, center moves up, quarterbacks off the list. All right. So uh, th- does that mean I ultimately won that argument from the preview? No, <laughs> no, because, no. Because the, of things changed. I understand yeah, what you're saying. If, yes. if, 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 if it were different, if Pouncey was still on the team, then I still might have quarterback up there. Because then you're only looking at a tackle. I think that the tackle class is deep enough that you can get a really good one in the second or third round, and you don't have to take it in the first. So if you have to trade up and you have to trade away some of your later stock, so be it. But so yeah, you did not win that argument. Nice try. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, but I mean, um, like we said, it's the snowball effect. If if Marquise Pouncey collects others as he goes out the door because they just don't want to do it without him, meaning players like DeCastro, yeah. Roethlisberger. I mean, we should be knowing sometime soon if if Roethlisberger, I mean, does he really want to come back with a whole new offense, not a whole new, but a mostly new offensive line, new offensive coordinator? I mean, that's really some things he's he's got to ask. And, and then if that's the case in, I'll be honest with you. I've been trying to avoid on my mock draft Mondays, mock drafts that have the Steelers trading out of their spots. Yeah. Um, Because if I wanted to, I could have highlighted one that had the Steelers trading up for Trey Lance. I knew you would have loved it. I knew you would have loved it. If they do it, I'm still ecstatic. 
I'm not opposed to it. Just kind of like the inside linebacker thing. Just because I don't, you, your number one team need doesn't have to be your first round draft pick. Absolutely. It doesn't have to be. So, but if the Steelers made that move, I mean, much like 2004, when the Steelers were sitting there at 11, if you weren't getting one of the top three quarterbacks, was it worth taking a quarterback drafting at 11? If you, you mean if Roethlisberger, if Roethlisberger, if Cleveland, Cleveland would have done the smart thing and drafted Ben Roethlisberger, would the, should the Steelers have taken a quarterback at 11 the, yeah. as the number four guy? I don't think so. Kellen Winslow Jr. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if they'd have taken Winslow <laughs> JP Lossman from Tulane. Yeah. I mean, is that, was that who they were going to take? Oh. I mean, you know, maybe they took Matt Schaub, you know, because yeah. he was in that draft that's as well. That's true. Um, but that's what it ultimately comes down to. If you're, and that's why, like last year, I didn't want the Steelers going running back in round two, because I'm like, if you're going to, if it's going to be your very top pick, make it count make it be some something that's really going to be like yes i mean and i i think they knocked it out of the park last year yeah you know a lot of people still wanted jk dobbins when when the time came but i mean how can you argue with what happened with chase claypool so if they make that move i'm not opposed to that move i just once again that would be a luxury and not a necessity absolutely and again, when you're thinking about these team needs, when you're driving to work or if you're in the shower, cleaning dishes, whatever the heck you're doing, listening to the show, this isn't just the draft, folks. We just talked yeah. about the draft, but this could also be free agents, could be signing their own players, their own free agents, could be in a variety of ways. But Dave, thank you for joining me today for the show. Why don't you give them your uh, Twitter handle one last time so they can go out and find it? <laughs> well, I, I thought you wanted to keep the show under an hour because it would take me another <laughs> however true. long to, to say it. S-T-L-R, Super Fan Dad. That Absolutely. is my Twitter handle. He's the co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. I'm Jeff Hartman, the host here on Let's Ride, other co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Make sure you check that out, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. Wherever you get your podcast, search Steelers or Behind the Steel Curtain. Subscribe, follow, do whatever you have to do so you don't miss a thing. I'll be back on Wednesday answering your questions in the mailbag, so get those ready. Cue them up. As we always finish it out, be kind, be safe, and God bless. Have a great day, everyone. We'll see you on Wednesday.